Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. It starts like this in Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel, yes Gabriel, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come to you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she was said to be unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I love reading the story. I love telling the story. We had a little kid at our house the other day. He's about eight years old. He comes from a family in our city and was playing with our boy. And I just heard this conversation. And Ben says, it's Christmas. The other guy says, yes, it's Christmas. I'm getting a hoverboard and I'm getting all this stuff. And, And Ben says, it's and my little boy Ben starts saying, but you know, it's about Jesus. He says, who's Jesus? He says, but don't you know the story about the man? He says, what story? Never heard the Christmas story. Let's not assume people know the story. Let's not assume they know the truth. Let's not assume they get to partake in the wonder because this is a, a story that Hollywood could never have created. Too many challenges and the politics and the sociology stuff behind what's going on. Too many stories that, that it would, it's far beyond just a coincidence that this decree from Caesar Augustus would come, that an angel appearing to Mary and a virgin became pregnant. Oh, we've all heard that one, eh? And um, we, it's, it's like Christmas is about this amazing story. A baby that gets called Emmanuel, an angel coming to Joseph in a dream, a mysterious star in the east. A group of magi, magicians, showing up to worship God. It's like, why would they be there? They don't fit. Are these all just coincidences? Are they just accidents? A trip to Bethlehem, an inn that was full, a lot like Cape Town right now. They found a stable on Airbnb. They carried on. And then this journey that carries on, a king trying to kill a baby. And then this desperate journey to Egypt. Are these all just a perfect set of coincidences? Or was there a mighty picture behind the scenes of a mighty God trying to do something amazing to redeem the world that had gone lax in its story, breaking into our story, into our smallness? I want to tell you a few things about what the Bible says about this baby. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him to the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there will be no end of his kingdom. Matthew says, you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us, John tells us, and we have seen his glory. Glory is the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. And the last one from Isaiah, prophesying and speaking of the coming king, 
For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. This is all pretty amazing stuff. That God would send a baby to break into the world. God would send and, and use these set of circumstances to align. But I'm telling you, it doesn't make sense and it means nothing without us believing in the incarnation. That God, the living God, the King of Kings, would come in the narrowness and the smallness of the form of a human baby into the womb of a woman and reveal himself as fully God and fully man at this time. As believers, I completely believe the story. It is not an uplifting story to me. It's not something that gives me soft goosebumps at night. It's something I believe deep down inside of my soul, that God became man so that man could become a son of God. It's the greatest story. And only God could work it out. It wasn't a group of markets sitting around a table. They hadn't thought of Black Friday yet. So let's think of something. Oh, what about Christmas? 25th of December sounds. No, there are these dates, and the date means very little to me, but there are these moments and times. There have been some moments in history that, that actually have influenced me. They've influenced us. 2nd of September, 1945, the day World War II ends. July 16th, 1969, man puts feet on the moon. Massive days that have influenced our world. 2nd of February, 1990, Nelson Mandela released, and all these days influenced me. But none of them have transformed me from the inside out. None of them have got deep down in my soul. Why? Because there's no relational reality to me and the people involved. But I can tell you about the 22nd of July, 2000. The first time I kissed my wife. Hi, boy. I can tell you about the 22nd of May, 2014, the day we got married. The 19th of December, 2008, the day my boy Judah was born. Because they transformed me. They changed me. Why is 25th of December, this moment in Christmas, not the date, but the, the remembering so important to me? Because the lover of my soul entered into a broken world so that my brokenness be could made hold. It transforms me from the inside out. It's not just a good feeling. It's got, got to be more than a good feeling. And um, the fact that God lived this life, Jesus lived this life, a life we couldn't live, to die a death we should have died. 1 Timothy tells us that actually Christ came to the world to save sinners. I'm a sinner outside of Jesus' grace and his might in my life. I deserve everything that is coming to me, but because of Christmas, because of Jesus entering our story and our smallness. But how did he break in? Just four quick points. Is that all right? Because I look at the story and everything is important. Everything. The first thing is this. He broke in by doing the impossible. Luke 1 verse 37, for nothing will be impossible with God. Mary's wrestling and she says, but I'm, I'm just a virgin. How could, and he says, no, nothing will be impossible with God. I remember the words of, Je of Genesis 18 where uh, Abraham is wrestling this promise that God would give him many sons and, and Sarah is barren and they work in the soil. And, says, and God, the Lord speaks to him and says, is anything too hard for the Lord? Uh, if you're part of this church and you've heard me preach before, our little boy Judah, when we fell pregnant, we went to the gynecologist and we'd do all the tests because the reality is we'd struggled for quite a while and my wife had zero progesterone. Nothing was happening. And every time we went to the doctor, zero, zero, zero. And the next time we went, it was life. And when a medical doctor looks at you and says, this is a miracle, it's only because Jesus broke in. It's only because the power of God breaks into our stories and God continues 
to do miracles. The challenge of Christmas is not, do you believe the story? The challenge of Christmas is not, do you feel good about the story? The challenge of Christmas is God is still wanting to do miracles. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, I'm telling you, the God, the King of all kings, wants to do a miracle in your life. Is anything too hard for God? No, don't put your next year and the promise of next year in longer hours and more work and more effort, or maybe even Cyril Ramaphosa. Don't put your faith in him. Put your faith in the miracle working God. The second thing I love about this story is God broke in by choosing the unexpected. It's like Hollywood, when you, you don't, in this times, in cultural times, you don't choose a virgin to place the king of kings in that story. You don't say, because there would have been scandal. It wouldn't have been great PR for the start of the story. It's like, I'm going to break in off the 400 years, and here's my grand strategy. I'm going to choose a virgin. No one expected it. The world was expecting someone to arrive, someone with the courage of David, someone with the strength of Samson, someone with the wisdom of Joshua's strategic army leadership. And yet God said, I'm going to place the king of kings inside of a woman at this time to a virgin. The scandal. See, this was God's choice. I don't fully understand the why, I, but I know how. So it actually placed the spirit upon her and the spirit of God released the life. It's an absolutely unique story where Jesus has got the eternal father God and then this human father, Joseph. Maybe you're here today and it's like, yep, I'm the unexpected. If my mates saw me at church, the guys I was joiling with yesterday, if they saw me at church today, highball. Yeah. I remember preaching once, I went up to Joburg and I was preaching at quite a big church and I looked out and there was this dude sitting with a proper fro on his head. I thought, I know that guy. He was one of my old rugby mates. He was actually my old rugby captain, sitting in about row seven or eight. And while I'm preaching, there's this whole internal conversation going on. He remembers that stuff. You remember that thing? That thing where you drank from someone's shoe at 18 years old because you were clueless? He was there. See, the rest of the people, they think you've been like Jesus and born like Jesus, almost an immaculate conception. They think because you're in the pulpit, you were that guy your whole life. And yet that guy saw you do something very stupid. And this insecure arise. And then what overshadows that voice is, Every promise of God and the promise of his blood and the washing of his blood and the fullness of his perfection that breaks into my story. By the end of that meeting, I took a moment and there were hundreds of people there and I started prophesying over my old school rugby friend. Why? Because God continues to use the unexpected. Are you the unexpected? Are you the guy your friends would say, well, you could never. You could never. Your story, I know your background. I know where you're from. Now God, Christmas reminds us, God uses the unexpected. And then it says this, God qualifies the unqualified. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about this guy, Joseph. See, there'd been a promise for 2,000 years that from the line of David, God would bring you someone to bring in and usher in the coming king. It says in Luke 1, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent to God a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. See, in, in the Jesus story, there are no loose ends. Like there'll be no loose ends in your life if you allow him to break in. In this story, he uses, as Gabe said, an average Joe. But an average Joe who'd come from a line of people where there had been prostitution, where there had been brokenness, where there had been disappointment. He comes through that line, says, in that line, as I'd promised 2,000 years before, and Mary begins to sing it in her song. She sings about the promise of 2,000 years before. 
And he breaks into the line and he comes as a Jew. And he allows every nation to identify with the king of kings. God breaks in and he qualifies an average Joe named Joseph to be a part of this big story. Maybe you serve, maybe you feel like me, just an average Joe. Sometimes get out of the pulpit, you feel very average. You feel very like vulnerable. I think Joseph would have felt very vulnerable in this story and yet God broke in and chose to use him. 2,000 years ago, around the world, they speak of his name. And the last thing it says, they're broken in power. Into a universe, God breaks in by the Holy Spirit to impregnate a woman by his Holy Spirit. Maybe you come to church every year and you're dragged here by your family and friends. Or you just come because you're expected to be here. Go, I actually cannot do this. I cannot do this. I cannot make the decisions that guy made. I cannot walk the road that guy walked. I failed in this area, I failed in this area. Well, let me set you free and tell you that the gospel is about this. You cannot do this. You cannot do this. Tell the evangelist or any big name preacher that you see out of there that you think is more like, no, they, they cannot do it either. We can only do it by the power of the Holy Spirit coming inside of us and impregnating each and every one of us with the life of God that we sing these songs about the old and that was dead becoming new. Outside of that impregnation of God's life inside of us, there is no story. There is no story. Jesus comes. And I love the fact that God didn't come and say, hey, Mary, we're going to come and we're going to do a 12-week transformation on you. You know these 12-week transformations? Everyone's doing them now. It's like summer. We need my new body for the new year. I'm going to do a 12-week transformation, and then, Mary, you'll be perfect to receive the King of Kings. No, God says, actually, Mary, as you are, I'm going to put my spirit of God as you are. I'm going to put the king of kings inside of your womb as you are. And as you are, I'm going to breathe life behind because I'm the king of kings. And I can do it because I'm powerful. I'm powerful. How could it be possible that God, that that this story could unfold? Well, he broke in by doing the possible. He broke in by choosing the unexpected. He broke in and he qualified the unqualified and he broke in in power. So, ma'am, do you need power in your life to break chains, stories, brokenness, cycles in your world? Well, it's only by Jesus. That's why he came. Why it continues to break into stories. And four quick things about this king, this baby that was born, that I think is so important to us to get. Whether you're a believer here today, we have to be reminded of these truths time and time again. Or maybe you're here today and say, I'm asking questions. I don't know. I've got more questions than answers. You come to the right place, the King of Kings. It says this about our King. The first of all, it says that He is holy. The Spirit of God come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy. It's really important that Jesus came as holy, perfect, spotless, without blemish. Why? Because there had to be a sacrifice one day. Here's the tragedy that most people struggle with Christmas is that God would send His Son ultimately with a plan for him to die, to live a perfect life, perfect life, but to die a gruesome death. Why? Because I'm not perfect. I have many blemishes. There are caverns in this heart where the enemy wants to get in. At times, I let him run wild. And it's only because God came and was holy without blemish. And he died the death I couldn't die so that I might live. It's really important. 
Secondly, it says this about our spotless lamb. It says he was the son of God. The fact that God would become human, the son of God would become and take on the form and shape of man means that my savior knows me. He's been through the trials and the challenges of myself as a 14-year-old. He's engaged the challenges and the trials in my early 20s and the challenges of being in family and all these things. He knows me. He's the son of God and yet he came and he touched earth as a human. Your king knows we live. You see, every other religion promises, follow this prophet. We're going to point you in a direction. If you can live that life, you might meet God. Jesus says, I am going to come and I am the way to life. It's not your efforts. It's not your ability to get there. It's not your ability to navigate the world perfectly. It's about him. Christmas is about him. Then he says, you shall call him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus is a derivative of the name Joshua in the Greek, which means Savior. Remember hearing a song, I don't need that kind of Savior. What kind of Savior do you need, sir or ma'am, today? I need a Savior. I ongoingly need the Savior to keep breaking into my story. And God broke into a universe to be holy, divine, perfect, so that we could find his saving hands. And lastly, and probably the greatest promise is this. Luke one thirty three says, He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. See, my Father in heaven knows how to give good gifts. I, I struggle. I've, I've delegated gift giving to my wife this year. And I realized that yesterday, so I went and scrambled some gifts for my kids so that I gave them something. But there's a Father in heaven who knows how to give good gifts. Not gifts that will fade with time and break because we got them from the crazy store. Confession. (laughs) The gift that our Father gave us will last forever. Your highest highs, He'll be there. Your lowest lows, He'll be there. This Jesus, born in a manger, Holy Son of God, Jesus, King forever. God came down where we live and became one of us. He, he didn't shout down to us, I love you from a distance. Posted something in the email. One of our family members puts money in the bank for my kids' birthdays but doesn't phone. That's not this father. That's not this God. This God came. He broke into our smallness. He broke in with, he'd gone to infinite length and extravagant detail so that you could walk in relationship with him. One picture and then I'm done. I went to Cornerstone Farm yesterday and uh, while Jacques was preaching, I realized the sun was shining off my watch onto the ground and there was a little puppy chasing it, a little dog chasing. Have you ever seen a dog do that? Terrible. I had a lot of fun doing it while Jacques preached. And um, I don't get to do it in church much. We got ruse, but we were under the trees and I shone this to it. And every time the light moved, the pup, he pounced on it and he scratched and then it moved and he pounced on it and he scratched. And I was pondering this yesterday afternoon as I was preparing. And I felt like God said, my people are doing that. They're seeing the reflection of me as they look down. And every time it moves, they work hard, they dig it up and then realize it's moved. And they dig hard and they put effort and get disappointed and it moves again. They get hard and they just keep doing that. This dog kept doing that. I'm not calling us dogs, I'm just saying. He says, but if only they would look up. If only they would see me. Why follow a reflection? God gives good gifts. 
Give your children good gifts, but ultimately give them the greatest gift with the knowledge of the giver. Stop chasing. Jesus came to break in so that we might receive adoption as sons. As C.S. Lewis says, the Son of God became a man to enable men to become sons of God. Can we close our eyes, please? See, the amazing thing, Christmas is not about just ticking a box that I've got the story, I believe the story, I'm a believer. No, it's about lying life. The life that was given 2,000 years, that same life to come inside of me where there is barrenness, where there is no natural life, where I am the unexpected and I am the unqualified. He says, I'm going to pour my life inside of you. And then I want you to live life so that the world can see me. Today, allow the life of God to flood in again. Maybe you walk for years. Allow the life of God to flood in again. If you're here this morning and said, Mark, I, I don't know that king. I know the story. I even like the story. I even love the concept. This is not about a concept. This is about transformation. Jesus cannot just be another leader who influenced your life. There'll be many leaders who will influence your life. Jesus is the one who died so that you could be transformed to be like him, that you could be a son of the living God. Maybe that concept is foreign to you, but allow his life to come. I want to just give opportunity. If there's anyone here today, you say, Mark, I've made that decision in the past, but I'm not walking. I want to give my life to Jesus. Or maybe you've never made that decision, saying I want the fullness of that life today. I am the unexpected. I am the unqualified, and I know it. Well, I want to tell you that's why God broke in, and that's why he keeps breaking in. If you're here today while eyes are bowed, heads are bowed, and eyes are closed, why don't you lift your hand to him and allow his life and his love to pour over you this morning? Is there anyone here this morning? Amazing. Amazing. Anyone else? Thank you. The gospel's so good. Thank you. Anyone else? I thank you, Jesus, this morning for these amazing ladies. Jesus, the one who came as a baby, grew up to be a man. And you walked the streets and you told your disciples to go into the city so that you could stop at a well where there was one lady. You stopped everything just for one lady. The same way you'll do it this morning, God. I pray your spirit would come upon these amazing ladies this morning to wash. As you were without blemish, spotless, Lamb of God. So that we could walk without blemish, spotless, in the eyes of our Father. Because you died for our sins, God. I thank you that today these ladies are new, fresh, washed by your grace and your love. I thank you that yesterday they were the unexpected, but in your eyes they were always expected. I thank you for the goodness of your grace. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Be exalted, mighty God. Amen.